Welcome to She Said Let's, where we chat the tricks and treats of the business of film and TV. Shine a light on women who empowered us. And dish on plot twists in our lives we just had to say. Let's too. In today's episode, we'll be bitching about auditions. Finding out which character we are in jury duty. And testing our knowledge on female comedians in Who Is She? I'm Kay. And I'm Hannah. And today we have a very special guest. Yee! Actor, producer, director, writer, comic, a woman of all traits, Sarah Spadacini. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. Love you. I, I love you. I met Sarah way back in 2015 whenever I started working at Equinox in West Hollywood and we bonded over the fact that we are both from Pittsburgh. Yes. Like, immediate connection, just complete bond, and I've loved her ever since. And then we bonded over the industry and our love of the industry. Also, Spadacini is, like, such a cool name. I pride my... I mean, literally, it's a point of pride for me. <laughs> like, it, we, I don't know why it reminds me of... Is it Spumante ice cream we were just looking at? And we were watching something? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, we were watching the bear. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just because maybe the listeners aren't aware, we named a million things that you do, right? Um, but what is kind of, what brought you to all of those things in a nutshell, I would say? Um, obviously, a lot of them go hand in hand. But where I'm, is acting like your main focus or what's kind of like your totally. deal? Totally. I mean, yeah, when I think about what brought me to Los Angeles was acting. I went to school, I went to a school called Elon, which is in North Carolina for musical theater. And I pretty quickly realized, like at least by my sophomore year, that that was not the goal. Like we would have, you know, musical auditions and I would like never look up the musical, you know, and then I'd be like <laughs> mad when I didn't get a role. Um, but in Pittsburgh, like growing up when I was there, that musical theater, there was a small TV and film community, but mm -hmm. it was not very big. So the outlet was theater. And I think that that's what a lot of act, you know, a lot of actors get their start in theater. And I certainly did as well. Um, so after I graduated, yeah, I moved to Los Angeles and pursue, you know, in pursuit of oops, still here, <laughs> still on aisle three, still on aisle three, um, to pursue, yeah, TV and film. But then, you know, as you go along, you kind of realize like, okay, a lot of opportunity, more opportunity tends to come, you know, if you're creating your own content. So that's how I got into producing and directing and writing. Yeah. And then I'm interested in this comic, uh, this comic well that's label. that was very nice that Hannah <laughs> said that I mean I think that I'm like I have good timing in real life but in terms of like roles that I'm drawn to I do I mean so much about like Los Angeles is finding your type right and you know to be on say a sitcom or certain comedy shows like even the I, I hate that I forget her name but the main girl in the bear like she yes. I'm pretty sure she did stand up and she was in the comedy scene in New York yeah ego something yes yeah and um you know I am not in those circles like I don't do sketch I don't really do stand up and though I like that medium I definitely feel more drawn to like content that's right in between and like a lot of the auditions that I go out for like I tend to go out for like a lot of network dramas so sort of like paying attention to like what you're getting called in for and like you know no even having an understanding of like where my voice sits you know like understanding that you come across as 
older or more mature than somebody who may have like a more higher pitched voice was did that answer your question i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah well, so and, and we all have deep voices here yeah so. we're all true. yeah i saw a tiktok a girl that i follow she was like what it's like to watch television with an actor and it's like you know i will watch and i'll be like oh i auditioned for that or like oh that girl was in my you know you kind of get to a point where you're like and that's a good thing your circles are getting smaller you're you know right. definitely elevating through the industry climbing the ladder i guess i should say but it's like i am annoying to watch television with you know and um I'm also very annoying because I write, I pick up on all the little things and then I always can guess what's going to happen. And I end up telling my roommate what will happen. And he's like, just let me fucking watch yeah, this. So you've I done that at, in the movies to me before. And I was like, oh shit, she was right. Like, <laughs> I'm always I, right. Because I, I pick up on like why there has to be, there's a reason for every single thing, right. for every single line. Mm -hmm. And I can tell that. And so I know, but then I ruin it for myself too. Wait, has there ever been a show that you've been show or movie that you were like oh, whoa I was not expecting that okay well actually I made you watch this show uh with me I watched it a second time with her because I think the only ones that kind of do that for me are usually like sci-fi-esque mm. because they're so fucking weird right. like nobody who's thinking like this yeah. you know what I mean um so it doesn't make sense why it's happening like that and so then I can't backtrack it to something but it's um brand new cherry flavor <gasps> what's that oh. on I've never heard oh of that oh my god you must watch it it's it on Netflix so okay we ended up staying up what we, to like four in the morning yeah, we while sit, we were on vacation we, I think we watched it. like the entirety of the mm. series because it was so good oh, even wow. though I had already seen it but uh yeah, it's it's really it good. Who is it? Though. Rosa Salazar, I yes. think that's the main actress in it. But it's very bizarre. Oh. Like you literally, you're like, what? The whole time you're like, what the fuck? What? You never it, know what's going to happen yeah. next. Mm. Yeah. It's just, it's like a mind fuck watching it. It's so good. Okay, yeah. brand new cherry flavor. Yeah. The question this whole podcast is based around was what was something that you were scared of doing that you said let's to because a woman inspired you to do so and who was that woman? Okay, unpopular opinion, but J.K. Rowling, obviously now I have a different stance, but um, she, with the Harry Potter books, I was just so obsessed and th that was definitely like my first inspiration to try to get in TV and film. And I remember asking my dad, like, guys, like, I really want to do this. And my dad tried to look up, you know, you had to be a British citizen. That was mm -hmm. like heartbreaking. But I mean, I also had an amazing chorus teacher in high school who was very encouraging of my experience. And yeah, like it was a lot of people, not necessarily like a famous person, but I feel like there were a lot of women in my life growing up that like really championed me and encouraged me. Um, to like believe in myself I think it's hard to believe in yourself sometimes yeah. and um yeah so I'd give a shout out to Pittsburgh in that way just like yinzer people who you know admire you know encourage you to go for the dream the best kind of people the best kind of people they really honestly people in Pittsburgh are very much go for your dreams I feel like even whenever I told my grandparents that I wanted to move out here and my dad was very much like you don't have to do that. My mom was like, go, go get out, do whatever you want. And then she convinced my dad that it was like, it's okay. Like she's a grown adult just because she's the last one. It's fine. But my grandfather Aww. was very much, he was against it at first. Mm -hmm. And my grandma kind of did the same thing. She was like, go do it now. Like we're, we're not going to be here forever. Obviously. Yeah. 
but don't worry about us like go mm-hmm. and i was like great the women did it it's the women. always women. the women it's always the women <laughs> so we are back with i'm a blank where we choose a movie or tv show and decide what character we are and the backstory of why and this week we'll be doing the new age punked like comedy jury duty Woo. Where an average Joe of a guy gets thrown into a fake jury duty case and has no idea that all his fellow jurors are actors. So, Sarah, if you were one of the actors or jurors in this show, who would you be? How would your character affect Ronald? And is there anything you would have added to the plot? Um. Okay, who who would I be that already exists on the show? Or who would I be? Yeah, like who do you yeah. find your most like? But then you can kind of change them a little bit too if you want to. I definitely would say, I mean, I forget her name also in real life. She's the com- the dark-haired girl. Her Instagram is duty hole. Oh, Edie. Edie. So she's the one who kind of acts like wild as fuck. She's wild as fuck. And if you watch her, she, she posts, she has her audition somewhere online. Or like I watched her do a, a talk back of like, why she was so drawn to the character and she wore like fake boobs for the audition. Like talk about just like breaking the rules. And, and I'm pretty sure they had, they auditioned during COVID. So her audition, you know, there's so many rules. I know we'll get there around like auditioning of like shoulds and should nots. But I mean, I think her like entire bedroom was in the background. Like I said, she had fake boobs on like all of the technical elements that like you're quote supposed to pay attention to she did not and yeah she's epic she's epic definitely her I mean but also I could see myself like being the judge like a very serious character just delivering information just because you think you could play that character well because of all we kind of talked about before yes well and I also think because like everybody else had a lot of I mean you had to improvise a lot and not that I don't think he didn't but it's like I think he was the straight man in those situations so his responsibility was to like deliver information and kind of like act not that everyone else wasn't acting but it was like he had to sort of stick to the script and I think I would have like giggled I mean that 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 show is so wild like I can't imagine a world where like I mean what a fun job but also like extremely intense you know absolutely um so yeah I think the judge maybe not I don't want to say like the easiest position but like he had to keep it moving and kind of I mean he had actual words that he had to say everybody else was sort of like okay you have to follow Ronald's lead you know right yeah and it was kind of cool to see I think it was the the final episode right where we got to kind of see a peek behind the curtain Mm -hmm. when we got to see the control room and all the producers you know acting very quickly and being like okay if he says this then you have to say that or or whatever or try to get him to do this and I feel like I would do so well in that situation like as a producer yes I would would, like thrive in that environment I know a lot of other people that I talked to were like that would stress me out too much I couldn't do that but I like love that shit because I'm a weirdo but I feel um, like you would too you do like good under pressure and be like no, no 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 like do this stick to this like go let's go this way yeah 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 and I can just picture myself like running around the room being, yeah. like you know like going to this person and going to like that person or, bunny. yeah I like to move and I think that's why sometimes this is a completely different thing but sometimes that's why I just love being on set and I sometimes think like if I was stuck like I, I love the idea of being in a writer's room, but mm-hmm. do I really have to sit down the whole time and like sit at this table? Cause I might lose my mind. Yeah. You know, like I like to be like all over the place. 
But I think that, I mean, and there's, that's why it takes all kinds to do the industry because like there are people, like I think about, I have a good girlfriend who I met in music theater school, but like this, she moved to New York and was like, I do not want to act. She was like, I know I'm supposed to like run the ship. And so now she's an executive producer and it works for her because it's like, yeah, she's very talented. She has all these skills for on camera sure but it's like what matters matters to her more and what she got more inspiration out of was like honestly telling people what to do because she had a bigger creative vision and I feel like there's you know you you find your place in this industry of like okay do I want to carry the overall narrative or am I good to kind of just like show up do my lines and dip right well because of that I also picked someone who kind of has lines but not really who? um which is officer Nikki Wilde yes because I feel like she stole the fucking show like her and the character that you picked were Absolutely. probably my two favorites Scene stealers. um but Miss Shashida I think her name is mm -hmm. um although like her I think I would be one of the ones to accidentally fuck up the experiment like yeah I could totally <laughs> been like call someone by their real name like I just wouldn't even think about it because I was like so in it yeah so and kind of like you too I feel like I would definitely be laughing like if I had to be that's why I don't even think I could do like sketch or or any of that stuff because I'm just like first of all I'm not really silly like in general totally too so I can't like do just like super weird things without like looking weird I feel <laughs> I love weird shit um, well <laughs> me yeah. too yeah duh I mean it's not that I don't like it it's just that I can't do it you know I'm sure you can do it but I know what you're saying yeah so I am more of like a hard ass that likes to boss people around as as you said um but do I like the police absolutely not uh so but I feel like you know she's not really like a cop you no, know, she's like a little, yeah. she's like a little sheriff. Yeah. No offense, sheriffs, but yeah, yeah. yeah she, <laughs> a you little, know, little sheriff. she showed up no and. No offense to the other yeah, sheriffs no, no of offense, the world. Yeah, no offense yeah. to you guys. But yeah, she, yeah, she definitely was a scene stealer for right. sure. Yeah. But either way, I think it would be most fun to fuck with people when you're in like a position of power. Right. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. like you get to be the person who like watches over everybody and tells them like not to do stuff or or to do stuff. And then you can just like fuck with them in that way because they don't know. What are they going to tell you? No, no. You, you know, know what? And I also just had a thought. You know who I would want to be on that show is someone coming on as a uh, an ex-girlfriend, but not an ex-girlfriend of Ronald, like an ex-date that he just like didn't remember. Someone going on and being like, yeah, remember we went to sugarfish and you forgot your wallet like and he's like yeah. i definitely didn't do that <laughs> and gaslight and him gas like dinner. gaslight the fuck out of him <laughs> that actually is totally what i would have wanted to do um yeah. based oh, on so true funny. stories you know yeah. men forgetting their wallets true. but that's what i would have wanted to contribute to that show right well, and when I also, when I was writing down that I think it's easier to fuck with people from a position of power, I'm like, I was reading it back and I'm like, oh, huh. Well, that's why all those old white men do it, I guess. Because totally. They, yeah. they are in positions of power. Yeah. Not that I'm saying that it's right, obviously. For um, them, it's comedy. Right. For Even everyone though it's else, someone else's real life. It sucks. Totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, this is a hypothetical position. Exactly. So, exactly. you know, but um, I also think that what her and I have in common is that we like to observe. Mm -hmm. So even when I go out, 
um, like even last night when I was talking about this, you know, event that I went to, I usually am really quiet at mm. first until I get like the lay of the land and I take everything in and I see that's why I never get there right when things start because then you're forced to talk to whoever is there. Right, I don't like to worst. do that. I like to be able to assess everyone mm-hmm. in my own way from like afar and then decide who I want to speak to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very, <laughs> which Sounds Scope kind of it out. sounds kind of wild that I'm like you know assessing everyone while I go, but but yeah, I like to like figure out the vibe, like how am I going to act here, you know, like figure out people that I'm around, the dynamic of what the group is, you know, before I put myself in maybe an awkward situation, or I just don't like to be in situations where I find people boring. Oh. Um, it's literally the worst thing. That's why I don't go on any dates. Because I'm like, if I get stuck here and right. you are boring as fuck, I am going to lose my fucking mind. That's um, why you always have to have a backup. Yeah, but I th- I find it so awkward to be like, I'm going to go. You, you know, like, I'm just like, I would just rather not go. That's honestly. Fair. That's fair. It, it's such a waste of time. You got to get all ready and shit. No, like, no, thank you. I think it's hard to, like, kind of to your point. I, I think that that's kind of also like knowing your strength though right and like having an awareness of like your boundaries like because I find myself like I overshare in moments of meeting people like at first because it's like a it's a way of you know trying to connect and also to like put everybody on the same level and like Mm -hmm. I actually think I think that's a good thing to know like okay when you're walking into a situation like you're not going to be the first to kind of like talk or branch out or whatever it is because like I find myself with my foot in my mouth like a lot where I'm like, why the fuck did I say that? Like, I don't even mean that. And now this person thinks I like chocolate milk or whatever it is when I don't, you know, it's like, I just was talking. And And I also think it just comes from like experience of doing that too, you know, because I will literally beat myself up for like days after that kind of shit. Like I have so much, I won't sleep over it. If I see someone like look at me strangely after I say something, I'm like, I will see that person's face for the rest of my life. I know. I feel like because my personality, like with how I joke with people is kind of like people think I hate them. Uh, I have to figure out if usually if it's a queer man, I can joke however I want. Totally. I can be like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck this place. Or, right. or, what, or I can be like, ew, why are you by me? And they're like, right. no, why are you by me? Right. You know what I mean? Totally. But like, I can't say that to somebody else yep. or, or whatever. I have to figure out like what I can say in front of people, how much information, like if they're new, do I want to tell them too much about what I right. do? Because I don't know if I trust them enough to like, are they going to be reaching out to me or latching on to me too much or whatever it is? You know what I mean? Um, and that's what officer nikki does which i feel like is a very smart you know she's probably one of the smartest people on the show i i think totally hannah i like that i i wrote inez de leon which is like the she has dark hair always wears like a business suit is oh my god oh about yeah. Lunch. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hungry very hungry starving high, probably high yeah. oh exactly she's yeah. stoned out of her mind this entire time i guarantee it at first i also didn't think i liked her character and then i quickly developed a love for her she grows she's so funny um, and I feel like if I were on a jury duty case like this, I'd also want to try to be like as involved as possible, mm. more so if it were like a murder case. But if it was something like this ridiculous, I'd be like, 
yeah, this is entertaining at this point. Like, let's let's see what they're going to throw at us next. How can we solve this? Who is who's innocent? Who's guilty? Even though we all know who's innocent and who's guilty. Like right. the opposite of the woman falling asleep. You'd be like, um, I would be like, what's going on? Who's going to say the next unhinged thing? What can I add into this? Yep. And then also her always asking about what's for lunch and then trying <laughs> to convince everyone around to order what she wants. Yeah, I love I'm that. Like. I have done that before whenever I worked for an interior designer and we had to order lunch like to the office. I was like, I'm I'm feeling like burgers today. You just guys. like drop. I hints. think I think we should get burgers. Burgers sound really good. Anybody else? Burgers. What about those fries? Yeah. Right? You tried me. Oh, Shake Shack today, guys. I feel like that's the vibe. But if you're in charge of ordering, then like. You win. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's burgers today, guys. Like, this is what we're getting. Yeah. Look at the menu. Let me know what you want. Let me know what you want, dog. And you can't trust anyone. I'm sorry. That's another thing that has shifted about my worldview as I've gotten older. Um, even like even if you've known someone two years, <laughs> this is a lesson that she has taught me and is like still kind of like drilling in my brain because I'm so quick to trust people. Me too. And it's bitten me in the ass so many times. And she's like, I told you. I I'm, told I'm you. not I'm like, trusting of anyone. You're right, you're right. And I'm working on that. Yeah. They're I'm trusting people more. But I think. But like at an it, arm's length. There's there's like less bad that's happened to me from not trusting people right. at all than like yeah. if I would have been trusting people. You know what I mean? So I'm like, eh, I'm kind of okay not doing it. Yep. She also has a really good judge of character. Whereas I'm also quick to give second chances. And I'm like, mm -hmm. everybody does deserve a second chance. But like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah. Like, fool well, me three times. And you drop to the flow. <laughs> <laughs> well, three it, strikes. You're out. out. <laughs> and you know what's funny is bringing it back to like what we were talking about earlier. It's because I'm viewing real life scenarios as if they are a script. Mm. So I'm saying like I'm watching someone as if they're at, they're acting in mm -hmm. front of me and I'm saying why did they move like that? Why why would they say that when you said this? Mm. And then I'm I'm breaking down like the sentences they say and figuring out why somebody it's psychology. You're hyper analyzing. Well, and yeah. that's the writer in you. That's the produce yep. that's the that's the like director in you that yeah. like take that acknowledges human behavior in that way right and then it makes me suspicious if i right. see something and then i'll even like tell hannah i'll be like i don't know they said this and she'll be like really i didn't even notice that or something yep. and i'm like no 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 that that means this that's that their their yes. real intention is that is what i'm getting from this right you and know every single time she's right yeah i mean but what a superpower Mm -hmm. uh, but also what an anxiety inducer right, right. you know what i mean for like, me i hate everyone <laughs> it's like too much you know let's uh go into another segment uh and we have done similar segments like this in the past but this one will be focused on female identifying creatives in film and tv so in today's case uh we've done this one before if you've listened to shay uh, episode which i can't figure out i don't shout know out shay. yeah shout out shay um which is female comedians and just like in let's plot it out or let's imdb it we will be pulling out names of these ladies from the magical mailbox that Ooh. we have here yes 
So once we pull out a name, we have one minute to tell the listeners oh, we're everything gonna do th- we know about the comedian. We're going to do 30 seconds. Remember, sorry. 30 seconds on this one. Love it. Yeah, because a minute was yeah, like. Yeah, it, we lo- it was too long. We were, we were like, uh, like uh, <laughs> They're really funny and they're so funny and they're really funny. <laughs> Literally. Funny. Yeah. So we have to say either like something they're in, what kind of jokes they tell, something about their personal life or our connection to them. The Ooh, more okay. you play with this, the better. Okay. Yeah. Does it matter if I don't know them? Nope. No. If, if you don't you know them, it's up. it's like fun to just be like, I think they okay. I like panic this. during these games. Okay. Because it's like 30 seconds and I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> They're funny, funny. Whenever I pull out, anytime we pull out anything from this and I read it, my mind immediately goes black. Dude, I was like, on a game show and that happened to us. We <gasps> sucked. Oh my God. What game show was it's it? It's called, um, um, oh God, what was it called? Still blanking now. Still blanking, <laughs> literally. Um, America Says on the Game Show Network. It's the guy that's, uh, you know, the judge in um, Pitch Perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, he's the host. And my friend, Ellie, who's a comedian, she brought me on. And we, like, crushed the first round. And we were like, are we going to win 15 grand? And then we fucking tanked. I always love to start with Han because she panics so much. And I love watching her flail around like a fish. Let's do it. <laughs> I can also keep time. Oh, no, 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 okay. no, you're the guest. Yeah, Get out of true. here. Yes. Yes. Okay. Who you got? Oh, my God. I have Betty White. You obviously Love know it. who that is. Golden Girls. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, RIP Betty White. Let's start there. She is an icon, an activist, an animal enthusiast. She is an iconic comedian who honestly, she like started the dirty comedy, I feel like for women and like made it okay for women to talk about raunchy shit and get a laugh out of it because she, she also started when she was so young. Stop. Damn, I have so good much job. to say about Betty White. That was good, though. Yeah. Oh, that I'm so glad I got a f- like good first one. There will be a bonus episode of Hannah's information about Betty White. Exactly. Okay. All right. Go. I'm getting, oh my God, Abby Jacobson, um, Broad City Queen, A League of Their Own Queen, um, stand-up comedian, UCB Queen. I got a, I went in for A League of Their Own, and Woo. I got a callback, and I got to do my callback with Abby Jacobson, <gasps> and she was amazing, as as amazing as you'd think. And I cried when I got off. And my girlfriends from Pittsburgh were in town, and then we went to a Dodger game, and I got fucked up. Oh hell wow. yeah. yeah! I didn't book it. What a- <laughs> Spoiler alert! Yeah. And stop. Spoiler. Yeah, it wasn't me. Actually, the girl that booked it is the newest cast member on SNL. Oh, Br- Sarah Me-Brick Brick Molly. That's her Instagram handle. Oh, oh, yeah. holy shit! Yeah. Why? Well, then don't feel too bad. No, I know. You know I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. okay, my sir. No, fine. she's amazing, and I actually saw her once in real life, and I told her that, and then she followed me back on Instagram. I was like, oh, "You're cute. nice." Yeah. Aww, that's so cute. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay. Go. I got Nikki Glazer. Okay, Ooh. Nikki Glazer loves anal, um, <laughs> and she <laughs> talks about it a lot. <laughs> that's the first thing I think of when I think of her. And she also talks a lot about how she wasn't pretty um, when she was younger, which I find very wild because. She is so gorgeous now. She is the host of F Boy Island, and I love how she fucks with all the guys and like just makes fun of them the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't take herself too seriously. Um, and she has so many funny stand up things, and they're all very Stop. relatable. Okay, go. <laughs> uh, oh shit, Eliza Schlesinger. 
She has a lot of specials on Netflix. She's very funny. She makes a lot of weird noises. Um, she yes. really, she's very much into like movement comedy. Also talks a lot about her previous dating history and like guys that she's dated. Um, dating in LA. A lot of dating comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of just moving around. Like she does the baby. She actually inspired me to do the baby pterodactyl. I knew it. Yep. Stop. Go. Margaret Mogwit Mogwit Margaret Cho who I don't know a lot about I know that well that's not true I know she did beef and I know I listened to her comedy special and I'm pretty sure um, her and her husband just got divorced but she is still am I right <laughs> you're thinking I, of, I think you're thinking of I'm thinking else. of Ali Wong. Oh, yeah, Wong Fork <laughs> Please delete this I don't know who I, Margaret Cho is I think I did this oh, Did God. I do this last time? She did Roseanne She mixed up Roseanne <laughs> with Rosie Roxy. O'Donnell Oh, oh yeah that <laughs> I almost made the joke I was like I want I hope I pick Rosie O'Donnell Yeah Margaret Cho I'm so sorry I don't <laughs> I'm not familiar the last whenever we did this last Ellie time, Wong, I thought it yeah, was she basically has a her mentor is Margaret Cho, so she's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out Ellie Wong, <laughs> love you, girl. I got Mindy Kaling. Ooh, okay. a good one. Yes. Uh, so obviously, The Office. I'm very jealous of her because she got put in the writers' room and got to act in it like from the jump. I think she was like 24 fucking years old or something yeah. mm-hmm. insane. Um, obviously, she has like a um, very close relationship with BJ Novak, and they used to date. She has like two children who she will never show the faces of but they look very cute from behind oh no we gotta <laughs> take that out anyway your time's up <laughs> i meant like yeah they're the back of their, yeah yeah like not seeing their face do you think that bj novak is the dad of her kids? i don't know i, I kind of want him to be i, I do too so. but then you're, you're, it's also like to some extent, is that like also, sad that you can't share who the dad? I mean, obviously that's like a personal thing for them, maybe whoever it is that they've decided. But it, I, I, it feels like it can't be him because I don't think he wouldn't not be like fathering the children. But if he it was. basically, like, she has come out and said that he does help her. Like, they're he's basically their father. Mm, but that could be like any guy friend you have. You know what I mean? Like, I could my roommate will probably be like the father of my child. That's true. You know, that's true. <laughs> Like, like yeah. not really, right, but right. like acting like one, right. you know. Angela Johnson Reyes is this? She does. Is this the one that does the stand, the nail tech stand up? Oh, okay. This is. I mean, that's pretty much like the only thing that I really know about her is the fact that she does the nail tech stand up stuff. Fortune Feenster. I have no idea who this is, so I will say I will create a story using my imagination. Yes, this is a fortune it. teller that existed in 1903. They um, came to the United States from Albania, and oh then they created a uh, store that sold hourglasses. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's um she is she used to always be on the chelsea handler show she's a lesbian curly hair blonde short curly hair oh i yeah. know who that is yeah, yeah. she's hilarious yeah okay yeah. love you girl 
love it. Fortune teller from 1903, yeah. baby. Maya immigrated from Albania. Yes. Okay. I got Whitney Cummings. Okay. Ooh. So uh, she had a show. I can't remember what network it was on. It was, it was so, kind of a networky comedy. Um, and that one guy who's very rapey now uh, was on it as well. The weird guy. He has a Crystal very weird Leo? face. Yeah, yeah. That Justin Bieber used to like. But we're not talking about him. Um, she has a cool stripe through her hair now. And she's very into women's rights. And she's always fighting for female comedians, I feel. And not taking bullshit, which I love about her. Um, Stop. It is time for Let's, Let's Bitch, bitch about, about It. it. You want to tell the listeners what this is, okay? Because it's pretty, I know it's pretty self-explanatory. Well, we bitch about topics specific to this industry. Um, and this week, we're going to be talking about a topic that you and Sarah are quite familiar with, which mm -hmm. is auditions. Yeah. And Woo. I am the only person here who uh, does, is not an actor and does not go on auditions. So I cannot necessarily speak to this topic. However, I've heard many a horror story. So I'm very interested to hear uh, what really grinds both of your gears about <laughs> auditioning. Well, what would you say, Banana? Oh, I was going to say, do you want to start? And then we'll, ba we'll bounce back and forth. I enjoy auditioning. I will say that. I, I will, agree. Yeah, I definitely think like it is your job as an actor. Yeah. I enjoy the opportunity to like build world you know that's like the fun part you know and it's right. like okay every audition you get could but you know could potentially lead to something bigger and um audition horror stories though one time I went in for a casting director workshop is what I'll say and no that's not technically an audition and they you, you right. sign like they read it you know before the casting director workshop like they make it clear like this is not an audition like you are paying for this and we're here to give feedback mm -hmm. um but I will say I went in probably like four years ago I would I was like okay I'm gonna do a casting director workshop a month there was no like rhyme or reason to who I picked like I just was like okay I'll sign up for this one and I signed up for one casting director workshop, very big casting director. It was a three week workshop and it was like, you could just tell, like it was so intense. Like sometimes you go into these workshops and there's like an understanding with everybody that like, okay, we're here to learn. We're here to have fun. We're also here to meet each other. We're contemporaries. Mm -hmm. But this casting director, just because I think of their notoriety, like everyone was super nervous, including myself. And the last week was like a comedy week. And I had the sides that I was given, there was like a prop involved. And like, I remember her saying, don't use props, like don't use props. And I brought a large prop, which will give it away. Um, and when I was done, I was so fucking nervous. When I was done, she was like, okay, well, you didn't know any of the lines. And I had gotten this coached. I like went to Leslie Kahn. I like coached this. And she was like, you don't know you know, any of your lines, which was not true. I just was like panicking when I was done. I was, I was so thrown off by the comments that she gave me that like at the end of the casting director class, like she was like, anyone have any questions? And it was like a demon took over my, <laughs> my mind. I like raised my hand. I was like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I definitely like knew my lines and like, I felt like, you know, you were making me feel like I didn't like, and then she was like, well, you didn't know your lines. When you watch the tape back, you'll see like you didn't know your lines. And then I started crying. Oh, and then no. and this is in front of people. And 
then I, um, like after the class, I like went up to her and I was li- like literally bawling, sobbing. And I was like, I swear to God, like, I, I just, I wanted to do a good job. Like the most actor thing you can do. She was like, okay, y- you know, relax. I think you're good. And I was like, <laughs> okay, never, never ever called me in, but that's youth. And that's, um, yeah, you get over it. I was going to say Zoom auditions mm. now annoy me sometimes just because you don't necessarily get a feel for I like going in and actually being able to read the people's energy and see their reactions within real time mm. and meet people face to face because then you're able to build that rapport where it's so much harder over Zoom mm-hmm. or like over a video audition. Right. Where you don't really get a feel for the person's energy because you're not in the same room as them. You can't build the same rapport with people again, because you're not in the same room as them. You're not able to shake their hand even because that also is a good first impression to see like, okay, how firm is their handshake? Are they involved in this? How tired are they? Sure. Um, And I feel like zoom auditions also make people more tired because you're just staring at a screen all day rather than like meeting new people. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with I don't necessarily mind Zoom like, in the sense because I think it like online stuff, but I will say like just timing. Like if you have a mm-hmm. if you have an audition that like requires like a, a strong back and forth. Like if you go in for a show that already exists and you see like it's cuts, like they cut very quickly. You know, you're not gonna get that. You're not gonna get that on a computer. Like no. you're just so that that already sets you back because it's like even if you understand the pacing of the show you understand the theme of the show whatever it is it's like as much as you try that might not come across well and there can be so many technical difficulties that come with it too like the internet might not be working properly the one day one day and then you're just paused and it's like oh okay didn't hear that right you out of it it. yeah Yeah. it takes you out of everything it takes you out of the mojo right and that's the other thing too with zoom is like your eyeline is really important right Uh and and same with self-tape so it's like even if like your reader say you're reading at home or something and your your boyfriend you know some of us it's like all you can do is you know sometimes you have 12 hours to turn something around you can't Mm -hmm. go into a studio you do it at home whatever it is but like my boyfriend is much taller than I am so like when I read with him I can't look at him because then my eye is like Mm -hmm. all the way up here so now I'm looking here which is the edge of this cell phone which is not a human being exactly you know you can't see the reactions either so it's like but then exactly but the truth is it's like how many stories do you know of people being on set where it's like well the other actor wasn't there and I had to talk to a you know like an ex yeah yeah so it's like it's literally movie magic you you, that is acting what about the turnaround time I think that would be the most annoying thing for me that's actually another thing what if you have a bunch what if you have a full day do you have a bunch of shit to do and you're not home or something that's another thing that I had written down is like getting a script and having to turn around, turn it around within like 30 minutes and have it memorized is one of the hardest things, like the most challenging thing you will have to do as an actor, especially if it's a long monologue. I struggle with that sometimes. Cold reads, easy. Sure. Easy. Um, but getting a longer side and having to turn that around within like 30 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm is so challenging sometimes. Yeah, luckily, I mean, I think that definitely happens more in like no like in non-union work, like you mm-hmm. get like they don't it's not there's no like 
consider consideration for an actor in that sense right um mo i do feel like most like sag productions will at least give you like a day mm -hmm. but sometimes i have found myself like you'll go in for a guest star and it's a seven page guest star it's three scenes seven pages and you know they obviously want to see something different in each scene that's why they give you that they want to see your range right right but like you know that's why I think it's so important to kind of like figure out honestly what you do better than anyone else or what you do your best because it's like when you do only have a short amount of time to turn something in like that you're not going to like create a whole character in a whole world no it's flawlessly impossible. Yeah. yeah it's like you have to kind of just like you know understand the world that you're going in for you know mm -hmm. make sure you're you know as close to off book as you can possibly be but then also like just bring what you do to mm -hmm. that character and if it's what they're looking for great if not like it wasn't meant to be exactly you're inserting yourself into that character at that point just because like that's all you know literally what about like you know how you always see on like television shows and stuff like people will go on in for auditions on television shows and people will just like not have any reaction you know what I mean or it will be like kind of like a bitchy reaction or something like oh okay thanks you know like almost like get the fuck out of here this is not what we wanted have you ever experienced any of those things you know part of also being an actor if you know you're still trying to climb the ladder and do your thing mm -hmm. is like you also are your own business you know and it's important for you yep. to like you know keep relationships and stay in contact and a lot of different casting directors have different um D desires in which actors keep in touch with them like I have some casting directors that like no be my name have called me in enough that like if I email them to be like hey da -da -da, uh, what's up you know they'll answer but you know I've learned the hard way that there's there's one particular casting director that I was like a reader in his workshop like several times and then I also took his class once and he like definitely knows who I am and I had gotten new headshots because I signed with a new manager back in October. So like around Christmas time, I got my new shots back and, um, you know, just as like a, Hey, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. I hear four, not like 25 images, four images of my new shots. This is what I've done. Have a great December. And I, a girl messaged me on Instagram and it, I, all I saw was like, hey, I wasn't sure if I should tell you this. And I was like, oh, my oh God. God. So <laughs> I, I opened it up and she was like, hey, I wasn't sure if I should tell you this, but I want you to know that this casting director showed your email in a workshop of things not to do, which was don't send me your new headshots. And I was so mad like ha had such a visceral reaction I wanted to reach out and I remember contacting my management and I was like what do you think I should do and my manager very wisely because all my actor friends were like you should email him and tell him to fuck off and, <laughs> and I would have been like no just no, don't no, talk no, no, to no, him no. again well and ultimately that's what I he was like look it doesn't happen often where a casting person quote messes up in this way because obviously mm -hmm. that's like 
you know, they sign contracts. Like they can't do that's like a bre- right. Yeah, and yeah. also and especially like, at least like smash out all your face or your yeah, email so or whatever. Like how would anybody know and remember your name or it, what you, you they, that shouldn't have been happening exactly. Yeah. And and and, that, and that's also what he said though. He was like Sarah, you weren't in the room, so he could have not showed your name. He like there's a million ways she could have just known who you were, yeah, and yeah. so I was you know. I'm happy that I didn't say anything, but he was like, look, I have a relationship with this person. Like I'll reach out at the start of the new year and just say like, Hey, Sarah got new shots, you know, kind of play dumb a little bit. And in the same breath, I had a casting director who's big New York casting director respond, love the new shots. And then called me in like at the top of the new year. So it's like, you got to just always Mm -hmm. like do your thing. And no one has the right answer. Like literally No. no one has the right answer. So that did kind of suck, though. I was pretty upset about it for like at least forty eight hours. Inappropriate of that casting director. Yeah, you could have also made a mock email or that respond was exactly to me. the same. Or you know? if you if you know who I am, answer me. Hey, Sarah, I do not like. Don't send me your new headshots. I don't care. Right. Fine, you'll yeah. see them on breakdown. I personally, prefer a self tape, especially for the first round of things. I love a self tape first round. Yes, it takes the nerves away a little bit. Takes the nerves away. You're not driving. You're not worrying about parking. Like all mm-hmm. of these things that I feel like we forget that we're so annoying about auditions. Not not just not annoying in like a bad way. It's just like it was no. part of the game. But I feel like that alleviates a lot of that stress. And so now it's like well, when you go into the room for a callback and it was also the same. This is why I also I mean, I liked commercial auditioning and I do like it, but it's nice with theatrical because it's like you can mm-hmm. invest in story. It's like you can kind of like when you're nervous, you can put that energy towards like, OK, like it what is the story of this? Whereas sometimes with commercials, like Paul, the door guy at Jones, he mm-hmm. never gets nervous for it. He's like, what? There's no point. There's no point. He has such a good attitude about it. And you know, a lot of that is like, cause you want to do a good job. You know, it's right. like, I want the job. It's me. It's, but, but when you have like actual lines and a partner and relationship, you can focus on that. Whereas I found always with commercial auditions, I was like, am I gonna like say something funny? <laughs> <laughs> like, will I get it? Like, because of my improv? Well, now that they've got all those hot thoughts. I know. I could talk about this for 45 more minutes, but I won't. <laughs> it's time to go back to praising ladies in our life. So next we have Let's, let's Hear, hear it, it For the, the girls. girls. So since we love to end on a positive note, yeah. Let's Hear It For The Girls is a segment where we shout out female identifying people in film and TV that you, the listener, should know about. So these are the emerging or maybe slept on creatives that you can support and check out in the future. So, Sarah, yes. who are some of these individuals in your life that you're saying let's to that are killing it right now and why? I'll give a shout out to um, my friend Caroline Clydonis. Um, Caroline Clydonis and I went to school together and she is now a very popular content creator. She has a huge TikTok following, huge um, Instagram following, and it started during COVID because her and I had always connected about acting. Like we were the same year and she went to school for acting. I went for music theater and we were always friends. Um, But, you know, I don't think, and Caroline, correct me if I'm wrong, and none of Caroline's fans come for me, but like I don't think she was auditioning like when she came out here, like the traditional route of like the mm-hmm. commercial audition and all that stuff. Commercials, then you get the theatrical age and then you do the co-star. And so she really found a space for her online doing her TikToks. And what started as like she made one that was like her 
playing both male and female and now she's just she created like a whole it's called the rune series where it's all like about zodiacs and she's like an incredible writer too and actor so she plays like all the roles in her stuff she writes everything and she just got signed with um anthony padilla i think his name is he's a big youtube guy so she's yeah, like I've signed on his label so um i give her a shout out she always like you know i mean we're friends but she, you see people when they start to honestly pop off like that you you elevate to a different level like your circles become different you're doing different Mm -hmm. things you're you're just like at a different place and um you know she's always nice to like comment on my shit or like she'll always answer my texts or even when I was like kind of curious about TikTok you know she gave me advice you know so she's which is very nice which is very nice lift other people up especially people that you've known from the jump you know yeah well we were talking um earlier about monette moyo shout out monette we love you and she'll she'll definitely be on the podcast um that's right come on monette um but she's someone who i've produced with in the past like the very first web series i ever did in la was like literally which you were in yes yeah the equinox one yeah exactly we did like a parody about equinox Oh my god, I love that. It was honestly very funny. It but was hilarious. Our, and I really do still think there's a space for it. But um the guy that shot it, no names being said, but he literally lost a day and a half of footage. Something and, similar uh, happened to us. Yeah, it's brutal. And but that's what you get. Hey, shout out if anyone listening to this and you want advice that's what you get when you don't pay people i literally literally what we said that is what you get you you must pay people even if it is a minimum but Mm -hmm. when there is an exchange of financial currency involved people Mm -hmm. care more and yeah this guy like lost footage preaching to the choir preaching so like the the final edit of this was like not amazing but monette was someone who i worked with for a long time and then you know now i'm kind of seeing her evolve into this she's going to be on the show outer range and she is engaged and she's kind of like and she was kaylee coco's stunt double and stunt body double. double yeah like she's just still crushing is. it still is yeah she's i think they're dating i'm just joking yeah. her yeah. and kaylee i was like yeah. okay i was like wait but engaged <laughs> no i'm joking that's um, her girlfriend on the that's side. her girlfriend on the side yeah and the last person sorry is um Everyone no, that, not sorry. Yeah, no, we okay. need to shout, shout these people, people out. Yeah. Okay. Um, Nazani Noor. She's a uh, another person that we knew from Equinox, but she is also someone who is an actor. She has. She is an actor, mm-hmm. and she produces. She's been on off Broadway shows, but she is a um very prominent figure in the fight and like awareness to the Iran conflict right now and oh, what's going awesome. on with women over there. And um, she's incredible. Like she really is. I've watched her. I keep talking about followings, not in like a fame way, but in a way that is just like when you're doing something that people really care about, you're bound to like that is how you build a following. And I've definitely seen that happen with her where, you know, she had like 2000 followers and I think she has like almost half a million on Instagram. Yeah. I was going to say seeing her blow up over the course of the last almost eight years. Yeah. Which is also crazy because I've known you for eight years now. I know. Um, But seeing her blow up over the course of eight years 
Well, and as much as we like amazing. hate social media, that means everybody sees what you're doing and will support you. Right. You right. know what I mean? It just means that many more. And then when people are watching your stuff, then maybe you'll get a second season or then maybe you're going to be cast in something else if somebody, if your show's doing really well. So it does matter, unfortunately, even if, you know, it sounds kind of lame. People have to know who you are to work. Mm-hmm. If you want to work in entertainment, People have to know who you are. And I go in this mental circle every single day of like, well, I don't want to post something. I don't want to post a reel on my Instagram because that's like lame and everyone's doing it. But it's like, well, Sarah, if you have then 30,000 followers all of a sudden because people like the content that you're putting out, who knows who's watching that? And you now know enough people that have gotten deals or shows or whatever it is because they were not scared to put themselves online. Exactly. So I feel like that's an internal battle with a lot of actors specifically mm -hmm. because I go through that anytime I'm like, I don't know if I want to like, I'll get ideas and then I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that because I don't think either one, it'll get the reaction that I'm hoping for from it or it's just, it's stupid. I'm like, I don't like this. I like psych myself out into thinking that everything. Yeah. But what's stupid, what you might think is stupid might be like very important for like so many other people. Right. Now we want to know what your next endeavors are and what people can look out for and check out of yours in the near future. Next on the docket. I mean, not much. We're obviously in this writer's strike right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I'm doing is I'm still creating through my production company, Argyle Gargoyle. Shout out. We have our YouTube page and our Instagram and our TikTok and all that. Um, And our focus is like um, short form content, but like short film specifically. Mm -hmm. So there is like definitely a sketch vibe because Nate, our head writer, is leans way more towards sketch. But we are um, hoping to branch out in the next year in terms of like stuff that we produce. But I also am going to be a part of a theater company this summer. And I started working with a different private coach who is you know she's a child actor now you know she's doing very well and um yeah so I'm just trying to stay like in practice so that when stuff like comes back I'm like ready to rock and Ar- Argyle Gargoyle yeah that's the correct that's okay Nate, Nate was con- <laughs> Nate knows I did not like that name but it, he it's a tongue twister it. It yeah tongue and as soon as whenever I started following it I was like Ar- huh. I, I kept like for trying to pronounce it quickly and I was like you can't I think it Argoyle, almost, gargoyle. They, yeah. it kind of makes me feel like I'm gonna like spit on myself and you like, will cause like because <laughs> like a bunch of saliva will gather while I'm trying to say it and then you you'll know? throw up on yourself I told Nate I was like Nate can we change the name he was like no and I was like Okay. okay. I love someone who, no, but like that's vision, right? He like right. knows what he wanted. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. And everything that you guys produce is hilarious. You should make him get it tattooed so on good. his body. He He's probably the, would, Nate. My, my production company is tattooed on mine. So Is that that? OCS? OCS Productions, yeah. I like that name. What's that mean? Only Child Syndrome, <gasps> which is like my whole brand. Love it. But see, look, you Specific know who you to are. Me. Yep. Maybe that's he was so- a gargoyle in a perfect, in a, in a different life. He, probably was (laughs) (laughs) he just sits there and stares at things in a stone full full circle when he walks into a room also don't hate me i'm literally making fun of you right now (laughs) me no no oh he doesn't give a shit he he 
That's right, Nate. You don't give a shit, do you? Drag him. <laughs> Drag him. <laughs> Pick him up. Everybody needs to follow Sarah yes. and Argoyle Gargoyle on Instagram and Ar- YouTube. Ar- Ar- Argyle Gargoyle. Gargoyle. Ar- what did I say? Argoyle Gargoyle. Yeah. <laughs> Argyle Gargoyle. Argly Gargly. Google us. I told you it's a tongue twister. I feel like I'm going to get fucking electrocuted will, if I spit on this mic or something. We I'm will down. tag it. In yeah. the description and in our posts. Yes. Grouchy house. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks for having of me. Of course. Yeah. So fun. We'll have many more let stories. I'm a blank. Let's bitch about it. Plot it out. And here for the girls in future episodes, along with several other fun-filled segments and guests. And in the meantime, make sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at OCS Productions because we really want your follows. And we also want to know which segments that you love, which segments that you hate. We have much more video content as of late. And we want to interact with all of you. Also, please rate us a smashing five stars wherever you listen to podcasts and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Literally takes like two seconds and it actually matters. I'm saying it. And we will catch you next time for more. She said, let's.